Hello, folks. Welcome to this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. If, uh, if you're wondering why, why we're not going with Rage Against the Machine this week and going instead with the wonderful tones of uh, the Who's Babbo O'Reilly, well, number one, the Who's fucking awesome. And number two, that's exactly what this week's column is all about, everybody. Um, yeah, it's uh, we're we're talking about Bab O'Reilly this week. Uh, we're moving on from Texas last week. I I can't say another fucking thing about Texas. Screw Texas, like seriously, screw screw you, Texas. Nobody gives a damn about you anymore. Um, go become your own country. Like seriously, seriously, if if Texas. I don't know if any of you knew this, um, but Texas actually has it written into its uh, it written into its constitution that it has the right to become its own country at any particular point in time. To which I say, please, please do, <laughs> do, <laughs> go, go, go elsewhere. Uh, stop, stop making the rest of us miserable, and stop coming to Colorado. Like seriously, if you if Texas is so. When people sit there and talk about how great Texas is, and then they they go everywhere else, <laughs> they, like Texans love to talk about how awesome Texas is, and then go other places. If Texas is so damn ass great, stay there. Like stop coming to Colorado. We would be happy to not have you here anymore. Uh, but in any case, uh, that's not what this week is about. If you don't know what I'm, why I'm going off on Texas, by the way, read last week's uh, column. Uh, listen to last week's podcast uh, about the uh, about the Texas abortion law. Um, Texas sucks, uh, and it's I mean that that law is definitely a good example of why. Um, but uh, but Texas just sucks as a general whole. In any case, this week on the far uh, greener pastures, and we were we were listening to as uh, we were uh, as I was going into the intro there. Uh, what I what I would argue is the greatest rock song of all time, and um, uh, certainly up for debate. Uh, I'll hit on that at the end, but um, but in any case, this week's this week's podcast and uh, this week's column is entitled "Why Why Babbo O'Reilly is the Greatest Rock Song of All Time." So let's have at it. I've been putting this one off for a while. Perhaps it's just because I've had too many other pressing topics to write about perhaps it's because something so purely subjective hardly seems the stuff for a truth in a thousand words or less or perhaps it's simply because i wasn't entirely sure if this was a topic many of my readers would give a damn about but it's not because i'm wrong because i'm not babbo o'reilly often incorrectly referred to as teenage wasteland due to the repetition of the lyric throughout the song, was released as a single in October of 1971. And for any of you who give a damn, that is actually the year I was born. It is the lead song on The Who's most popular and well-received album, the seminal classic Who's Next, also released in 1971, which if you don't own, you are not a music aficionado. That is an amazing album. The song was originally intended as part of a concept album tentatively entitled Lifehouse, uh, that Pete Townsend envisioned uh, as the follow-up to his highly successful rock opera, Tommy, itself an album that dramatically changed the history of rock music by pushing the parameters of tightly constructed pop singles 
to weave a comprehensive thread through an entire album and integrated story into the construction of theme. The title of the song is an homage to two of Townsend's most pervasive musical and philosophical influences, Meher Baba and Terry Riley. The result is nothing short of pure musical genius. In Lifehouse, a Scottish farmer named Ray would have sung the song as he gathered his wife Sally and his two children to begin their exodus to London. Although the song is off, uh, ironically often cited as a celebration of the ravages of youth and the drug culture, you know, the line, we're all wasted, uh, the line, Teenage Wasteland, was actually inspired when Townsend looked out over the field of rubbish left over by fans after the band's 1969 gig at the Isle of Wight Festival. In another interview, Townsend stated the song was also inspired by the absolute desolation of teenagers at Woodstock, where audience members were strung out on acid and 20 people ended up having brain damage. But in the end, regardless of the sources of the song's inspiration, Babbo O'Reilly stands as a testament to the undying spirit of youth and the seething angst which came to define a generation. After all, it is just that angst that illustrates what rock and roll has meant within the landscape of popular music post-1960 and the transformative power to fuel a rebellion to preconceived notions of culture and society. Rock music challenged the individual to resist the pressures of societal conformity and push back with an assertion of their own autonomy and independence. It came to be a form of cultural revolution as young people refused to accept the oppressive sameness of the highly conventional 1950s and instead demanded a time and place of their own making, a world that looked much more like themselves than the parents they no longer wanted to be. And no song has ever fully captured the all-pervasive angst, that impassioned rebellion with cause and purpose, better than Bab O'Reilly by The Who. The song opens with a calling to the devastation of the current circumstances, a depravity intended to be much more metaphorical and internal than it is a real-world hunger. Out here in the fields, I fight for my meals. I get my back into my living. Set in this backdrop of a spiritual yearning, the tone turns immediately to an avowed declaration of self-determination. I don't need to fight to prove I'm right. I don't need to be forgiven. And it is right there in one of my favorite lines of all time that Townsend gives a giant middle finger to a previous generation he no longer needs the approval of, a society he has absolutely no further desire to adhere to. It is an open permission to an entire generation of youth to define their own lives to free themselves of the chains of onerous societal indoctrination and become the versions of themselves that they want to be. But the song is not solely defined by a counter-reaction to the times, a response formed from the negative denial of the current circumstances. Indeed, there is a calling to a brighter future as a younger generation forges its own identity out of the wasteland of a previous generation. The exodus is here. The happy ones are near. Let's get together before we get much older. Here, Townsend seems to envision a more communal sense of youth, rallying them to embrace this time and place as they come together to reinvent a world that no longer suits them. 
Yes, it may indeed be a wasteland of social deprivation that lies before them, but that simply provides a blank canvas, a tabula rasa, on which to write their own sense of identity as they redefine the future that awaits them. And that has always been what rock has done when it is at its cultural best. It inspires transformation and societal change. It stokes rebellion, not just for the purpose of rebellion itself, but rather to spur a new generation to rethink the ways of the world and the way we interact with each other. The 1960s and 70s were a time of true social revolution, a change in the way the world was. From the civil rights movement to the sexual revolution to the activism opposing the war in Vietnam, this period in our nation's history forever reconstituted the relationship between the individual and society and ushered in a new era of personal freedom and equality. Okay, sure, I'm aware that Rolling Stone magazine ranked Babel O'Reilly as the 349th greatest rock song of all time. Truly a travesty, if you ask me, but what the fuck do they know? They have Smells Like Teen Spirit listed at number nine for crying out loud, and I could teach those guitar chords to my 10-year-old nephew in a little over 30 minutes. I know, a case could be made for Dylan, the Beatles, or Zeppelin, and heaven knows I love all of them. But in the end, there is no better anthem for the transformative power of music than Babbo O'Reilly. But of course, you know, I'm an open guy. I'm always open to suggestions. Um, feel free to leave yours on the website. Uh, you know the website. It's uh, www.waitingfortoday.com. Uh, check it out and uh, and leave a, leave your ideas and suggestions there. What do you think is the greatest rock song of all time? Uh, or put it on my other social media platforms. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook, on uh, Instagram. We're on the Insta, on Twitter. Um Find us and uh, and feel free to drop a line and uh, and tell us what you think is the greatest rock song. Feel free to leave an explanation as to why I'm wrong. <laughs> that's part of what that's part of what this forum is all about. I, uh, you know, as I said, I I absolutely love the Who. I um, used to be on a more personal note before we get out of here today. Uh, it used to be um, a bunch of us on my hockey team when I was in high school. We used to play the Who right before we would play. Uh, and it was it was the stuff that got us fired up. And so with that, I will leave you today with more of the Who's Bab O'Reilly. You guys all have a great week. See you next Thursday with Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Until then, peace out, y'all. That's right. They're all wasted. Maybe some of you are too while you're listening. If so, I hope you're not driving. Here comes the violin solo. You have a great week. See you soon.
That's right. Thank you all. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. And uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for being listeners. We appreciate it. Have a great week.